0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Happy Halloween weekend, by the way. Got some scary good picks for you today on uh, NFL Take It to Bank picks. This is your boy, Mark Atreira, with Making a Cut. Hey, as always, go back and listen to my other podcast. My links are always going to be on Facebook. Uh, you know, you can also go to Spotify. You can download the app. It's going to be the free version of it, and you can follow me there. Go to the Anchor app, which is free as well, or anchor.fm, and it's all free. And just about anywhere else that you can get your podcast, you can hear me there. So thank you for the listens. I'm gonna jump off into it really quickly this week because I got some coaching to do today. Gonna to have some uh, baseball this weekend for my son. And again, you know, I'm gonna hit you up again tomorrow at some point, Halloween weekend, you know, festivities, things like that, church festivities. You know, you name it, everybody's got something to do this weekend. This is a busy weekend for everybody. It's going to be a busy one for me, too. But I am going to jump off next uh, uh, tomorrow for my sports Sunday as well to do some recaps and uh, some previews of coming up. Uh, you know, baseball, the World Series is kicking and going. And so it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow as well. But I'm going to be really quickly uh, moving through my take it to the bank picks today. I do have a very scary pick for you. One for you right now. I'm going to go ahead out on the limb and say that uh, Green Bay is going to give Arizona their first loss of the season with some bad coaching decisions at the end of the game <laughs> Now you know how I am I don't I don't pick the games before uh, before Saturday Thursday night games this is this was the best Thursday night game uh, with the best record uh, for the most views uh, viewership on there too so I mean it was a great game uh, if you got to watch it. You know Thursday night games tend to be a little bit sloppy as well. There there was some sloppiness in that game, uh, but hey, you know I don't I don't pick those games on Thursday because I got other things to do too. I'm watching ball and all kind of stuff. So moving on, I'm gonna go ahead and jump off into uh, which to me it could be the game of the week, uh, Tampa Bay and New Orleans probably would have been probably would have been flex, but they have some other good games in the week too. Uh, the Monday night game when you begin to look at it, you're gonna see the man. They probably should try to figure out a way to flex one, either the Sunday game, 1-12 o'clock games to Monday, or even the Thursday night game would have been a better matchup than what's going to be for Monday night. Uh, Monday night is, like I've said before, has kind of lost its luster as the premier game of the week. Sunday night has been that, and, and listen, they're kind of pushing for Thursday to be that way, which is kind of weird because with all the player safety situations going on right now, you'd think uh, that would be less of it, but... You know, that game's getting better, too. But the first game I'm going to go ahead and talk about, the one is near and dear to you, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. New Orleans is playing at home, but they're four-and-a-half-point dogs to uh, Tom Brady and, uh, and, the, and the Bucks. there. Uh, this is going to be a different game. You know, uh, Saints may or may not have uh, Mark Ingram activated there. It could be a good fill-in. Uh, I can go ahead and tell you, too, that the offensive line is already going to be better because Andrews Pete is out for the season. And I do believe McCoy is back... I hadn't paid much attention to that, but, uh, Andrews Pete being out of the game, uh, I don't know if you've noticed a lot of people are big on him because I, I don't know, maybe they, they're just hoping that he's going to turn into something great because we got him for a pretty high first round draft pick, but he just hadn't panned out. And, uh, when you watch it, whenever he gets hurt, whoever comes in typically does better than him. It's typically going to be uh, a late draft pick or somebody that's undrafted or somebody that's a veteran from somewhere else. They always step in and seem to immediately play better than he does, and uh, I, you know, I think this is going to help the offensive line a lot better, a lot more. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the contract. I'm not going to go on, get on that, same, that soapbox. I might get on it tomorrow on, some- <laughs> on uh, sports Sunday, but uh, you know. So I, I'm going to go here too, and I, I, I think uh, this is going to be a game. To be a dog at four, four and a half points, dog at your home, at home in the dome is kind of. I run it, but it shows you a lot about what our offense is and isn't doing uh, defense is playing great. They've only had really one game that they didn't play great. And, and that was against the Giants and Danny Dom's just tore them apart. But since then, they've really clicked back into there and they have some more uh, players there. Uh, some back from injury from last week or so, so it's going to be huge. I, I am going to go with, uh, I. you know, it's just a different field with Winston back there. I know he's gritting his teeth wanting to play his old team who let him go. But I think Tampa Bay is going to take this game and I think they actually cover. I think, uh, listen, as a Saints fan, I want us to win. Don't get me wrong. I'm not not being a hater, but I'm just looking at the analytics here and I'm going to say Tampa Bay is going to take this game and they're going to cover uh, on it as well. Moving on to the next game. Like I said, I'm probably going to be flying through this because of time restraints this morning. The 49ers in Chicago. We're playing in Chicago. 49ers uh, actually have a worse record or the same record. I have to go back and look at Chicago. Uh, you have two teams here struggling offensively, especially on their identity. Um, San Francisco they can't make a decision what they're gonna do in quarterback. I don't know if Trey Lance is back from injury. I know Purdy Jimmy G has struggled with offense and there's been a lot of uh, a lot of talk there and it may be in his head that, that you know he knows that they got the guy there uh, to replace him already. Uh, but it, San Francisco is a four point favorite in this game. I think uh, defensively, This is going to be, if you like defense, this is going to be a good game to watch. I I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be just under. I think it's going to be a three-point game, honestly. I think San Francisco takes Chicago here. I would not be surprised if Chicago won this game, though. Moving on to the next game. Cincinnati in the Joe Burrows, and the Chase, Jamar Chase show, are going to uh, New York, or Jersey, wherever you want to call it, and playing the Jets, the struggling Jets. And, of course, they're going to be without their their uh, rookie quarterback, their first-round draft pick, Zach Wilson, injured pretty badly last week. And, listen, all of a sudden, the Bengals are the top team in the AFC. And who would have thought it? And uh, I think they're going to continue. The, the, the line here is 11-and-a-half. Uh, they're 11-and-a-half favorites here, and I think they cover that. I think they win by 14 or more in this game. Uh, the Jets just cannot find an identity. Uh, they're extremely up and down. I, I, this is another Jets season for, for Jets fans, and unfortunately. Uh, and Cincinnati is just really coming into their own. Barring any major injuries to any major players, uh, this is going to be an easy uh, game. And if you have any of the Bengals players for your fantasy football team, this is a good week to make sure you're starting them, not messing up, putting them on the bench. Moving on to the Miami Dolphins playing against Buffalo. This is another big line game. Buffalo is a 14-point favorite. Uh, Miami uh, man, listen. After they did the fire sale and you know they tanked for Tua and all of that nonsense, and they got Tua, uh, uh, they don't seem to have a lot of confidence in Tua. He does make plays like a rookie. He does make great plays, unlike a rookie. Uh, but a lot of the deficiencies that I said when he was coming into the league, they haven't really developed that. And so you got a you got a, a young team still here all the way around. You have some good veteran players on that team, but. You have ownership and general manager uh, in place there that do not seem like they're committed to winning. Uh, the coaching staff there, they, man, they try the hardest. Uh, I mean, you're talking about the year that they were tanking for Tua, They were still getting wins. They just played with pride, and uh, maybe they keep playing with pride, but uh, Buffalo's just too strong, too good. Buffalo's going to take this game. They might be a little underneath the line there. I wouldn't be surprised if you were just under the line and they went by 13 points, but... Uh, If Stefan Diggs can get into the end zone more, uh, you know, what is he injured? I can't remember. Anyway, but this is an offense that's clicking. Josh Allen uh, up there doing his thing. The defense is great. They're playing in Buffalo. You're talking about a warm-weather team in Miami going up to Buffalo and the the weather and the elements, whatever it may be up there tomorrow, Buffalo takes this game. They may cover. I'm not covering that coverage for you. Uh, That's on your own decision if if you're looking to bet. But Buffalo takes this game easy. Moving on. Philadelphia and Detroit. Now this is two teams, man. They're at the bottom of the, you know, Detroit still is winless. Philadelphia, man, they—they they, they, like I said plenty of times before, they just not have not given Jalen Hurts uh, what he needs to succeed there. Now Devonte Smith, Jalen Rieger they don't use Miles Sanders, who's a playmaker uh, effectively, or enough uh, defense. They're looking. I mean, there's talks about getting rid of. Uh, Derek Barnett, if they haven't already, um, you know, the defense is old. They still have the same deficiencies in the secondary that they've had for since the Super Bowl and even before the Super Bowl uh, victory. And uh, Detroit is a team that is in every single game this season. I, you know, for a team that's 0-7, you would not expect them to play as good as they do. Uh, and Even last week against the Rams, man, they were close to upsetting that game. That was a very close game. I I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say, and I don't know, I think I've said it before, that Detroit's going to get their first win. But I'm going to go say that Detroit gets their first win tomorrow against Philly. They're playing at home. This is a team that plays with a lot of pride, even though that they don't have all of the stars there. They're not like Houston. So I I think Detroit gets their win. Another struggling team that seemed to be better at the beginning of the season. Seemed like they had all the things clicking. Uh, The coaches and the offensive coordinator were hot names for... Colleges that come pick them up or pro teams to give them an opportunity uh, from the coordinator position and head coach. And, and then you had the 28th to 3 Falcons, who were, uh, that was in Carolina, by the way, the 28th to 3 Falcons, were, who were just bottom of the barrel, could not get anything going, especially offensively uh, at the beginning of the season. But all of a sudden, after three losses, had three wins. Uh, and then, albeit they played nobody teams and got those wins, but they're building the morale there. Carolina, of course. Uh, Sam Darnold has become uh, the Sam Darnold that we've known. You know, everybody hoped that uh, Matt Rule and Joe Brady could turn him around and see what everybody else thought they saw in him. But if you're benching a guy in the first half of the game or or later on early in the second half of the game against a a really struggling Giants team, it shows a lot about the guy's psyche. I think he's lost confidence. I don't even know who's going to be starting at a quarterback for them, uh, unfortunately. Me, as you know how much I despise the 28 3 Falcons, I'm going to say the Falcons are going to win this game. And they are a three point favorite. Kyle Pitts is really starting to come into his own. Uh, You know, fantasy owners have been waiting for him to do something. The league has been waiting for him to do something. But uh, finally, I think they started scheming the games for him, uh, not trying to hide him. And, uh, you know, you don't have Julio Jones there anymore. He's in Tennessee. So uh, they're doing something. He could have a big game. Carolina's defense still plays with pride, but that's the reason why this is a low line of three points, uh, which, you know, that should be an average line in most uh, NFL games nowadays. But, again, Atlanta's my pick there. Moving on to another uh, absolute blowout game, a game where you should have your starters in fantasy football in. The Rams are playing the Houston Texans. Houston Texans continue their fire sale of getting rid of players. Uh, Now, uh, granted, Mark Ingram is an older player now, uh, you know their best offensive player right now. I, I do believe is going to be Brandon Cooks. And uh, those of you who know me know that I'm not really big on Brandon Cooks. Um, you know I don't know where his heart is in the game. I, I, if you need to ask me about that, I can tell you about it at any time. I'm not going to go into it in, in great detail and great length. Uh, but Mark Ingram was actually doing playing pretty good over there in Houston, which is kind of hard to see because you know they're despicable as a team right now. Uh, They're more of a practice squad team all the way around, and it looks like that's what they want to do is they want to play with a bunch of Rudies instead of play football in NFL. Uh, I think the ownership over there, um, they kind of seem like uh, Tampa Bay back in the day where they knew that they could still make money without winning games at all. So uh, I think that's what they're going for. The line on this game is 16 and a half. uh, Favorites for the Rams, I think they cover that. Like I said, if you got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, uh, Daryl Henderson, Uh, You know, Matthew Stafford, I think you have a big day. I think it was a wake-up call for them last week playing Detroit, and they played lackadaisical, and Detroit played a good game against them, and they had to fight to win that game. I think they wake up, and they blow them out. Absolute blowout. If you're a Houston fan, you don't want to watch that game. All right, moving on to the Steelers and the Browns. This should should be a good game it's only a four and a half point uh favorite for for cleveland but i do think cleveland covers this Uh, i think they cover it by six and uh not you know they're not going over the the line by six i think they win by six here and uh uh, i i know they still have a lot of injuries on the offensive side baker's gonna play uh but the steelers are a team that they just seem like they're down seems like they're past their time on big ben unfortunately they never did you've heard me say it before they never did solidify the offensive line for him not that the offensive line was great back in the day, but he made some uh, All-Pro guys because of. I mean, you could hit the guy so many times and he wouldn't fall uh, because he's so big. That's why he's a Big Ben. But now he's older; his body can't take it as much. Uh, offense is not really helping him out. Najee Harris might still have a big game, uh, but Cleveland's defense is pretty star- sturdy and stout this year. Uh, I still think Cleveland takes this game. Moving on to Tennessee and, and, and Indianapolis. The Colts are actually a two and a half point favorite in this game, which is kind of ironic to me. I do believe Tennessee is going to take this game and, and, and actually go with against Vegas here and get the upset. Uh, air quotes on the on the uh, upset. Uh, but I think Derek Henry is going to have a, an, another big game. He's coming into his own. That sounds weird to say, but I think he's coming into his own. He could be um, one. It could be one of the first times in forever that the MVP goes to, if they stop talking about Tom Brady yet again, that the the MVP would go to King Henry himself, uh, literally carrying the team. Defense sucks. Uh, They showed up last week, which surprised everybody, but maybe they're coming to their own again on on the defensive side. And uh, Indianapolis, man, they're at up and down. Maybe Jonathan Taylor has a big game. Maybe they keep the ball for longer. But I'm interested in seeing if Darius Leonard is is, going to get in the way of Derrick Henry again. Uh, where the last time they played earlier season, Henry hit him so hard he knocked him back six yards, flying in the airs. So if you haven't seen it, you know, go take a look at it. So my pick there, of course, is Tennessee. Like I said, moving on to another game. You have the Urban Meyers and the Sunshine Jacksonville Jaguars playing Seattle, in Seattle. Uh, Seattle with Geno Smith at quarterback. I know it's not the same team. Uh, they are a four-point favorite. I think that's a little generous even though they're playing Jacksonville. Uh, but offensively, they just don't move with Geno there. And if you watch the Saints game, uh, there's a lot of things with Geno with that offense that was everybody's question. Like, man, you're not paying attention to the time, the time clock. Uh, you're not, you know, the play clock. You're not paying attention to a lot. Uh, so it's definitely not the same. But maybe DK gets off in this game. DK Metcalf gets off for real, gets more than two catches. Maybe, maybe he doesn't. But... Right, you know, Tyler Lockett on the other side. I think I think they both could have an opportunity to have a big game, just because of game planning. Maybe Pete Carroll comes up with something here for them. Uh, but I, I do pick Seattle to win this game. I don't think Jacksonville is. Uh, I, I just don't see it this season. They're going to be going for a high draft pick again next this 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 off season. So moving on to the New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, it was really hard to say Los Angeles Chargers just then. Uh, you know, all the teams moving. It's just just weird. Anyway. Uh, New England, this is uh, their four-point dog here in New England. They're still trying to find themselves. They they spent a lot of money in offseason to bring in a ton of free agents. Uh, Move on from Cam Newton, Mac Jones is really coming into his own. He may be the best rookie quarterback of this class. Let's be honest, when you look at the other guys there, uh, he has done the best so far. And it looks like he, for the most part, has control of the offense. And they, they cater it for him. So he might be a couple years away from being a superstar in this league because of Bill Belichick there as well. Uh, but I think it was the right move for, for them to start him this season. I know things hadn't panned out tremendously the way that they wanted to for him this season. Uh, but they, this is a team that's going to be scary in the next couple years, especially if they can keep some of the free agents and keep building around Mac Jones and, and what they do there. Uh, but the Chargers here, they're on a roll this season. Uh, and when I say that, they have some a couple games that, you know, they haven't looked so good. But this is a really good team, really good defense. Uh, the offense is really getting there. They finally brought an offensive line after Phillip Rivers was gone, which is kind of ironic. But I think, this, I think the Chargers take this game. I, I think, uh, honestly, they may cover that spread. It's going to be close because New England uh, defense with Belichick there, that he knows how to. Uh, scheme against young quarterbacks. Listen, this guy's only in his second year, uh, so this could be a close game. But Chargers take this game. The Washington football team, or whatever we want to call them eventually, playing Denver in Denver. Denver is a three and a, three three-and-a-half point favorite here. Uh, Washington is just struggling offensively, man. Uh, and, and, you know, I've said it before, they're just a quarterback away because they have a great defense there. Uh, they have a good coaching staff. They have a good offensive line. They have decent running backs, guys that that are running back by committee, and, man, they have some playmakers at receiver, especially Scary Terry. Uh, but Denver has so many offensive weapons, uh, whether it's in the backfield or tight end or the receiving core, uh, and they have a pretty decent, decent defense. And, yes, I know there's a lot of talk about looking to trade Von Miller, but they still have a pretty decent defense here. Uh, and I think Denver gets this game. It could be a three-point game. Uh, Teddy B could do some things here in this game. He could really open it up, uh, but it could be a close game as well. So, uh, I'm, Denver is my pick here. Dallas and the Vikings. Now, they're playing up in Minnesota, and, you know, of course you got Thielen, Cook, and uh, Jefferson offensively. Defensively, I think Patrick Peterson might be back. I have to double-check on that. I can't remember, but you still have some older guys on the defense that are still playing with pride. Uh, they're trying to get up there and – turn their season back around to where they can get up to the top of the NFC North, Uh, but it's really odd to me that the way that all the talk about how good Dallas is, and is this finally the season that something clicks for them and they get deep into the playoffs, maybe to the Super Bowl, maybe win the Super Bowl, Uh, but for some reason, Minnesota is the favorite in in this game by three points. I'm actually going to go against that green, and I'm going to say Dallas takes this game. I, I, I know uh, all the skull and everything up there in Minnesota and the crowd. I think Dallas takes this game. I, I, I think they have too many weapons offensively and their defense is playing good. I think Diggs uh, might be tested in this game. Jefferson knows how to play him. Thielen's uh, going to be on the other side. But uh, th- I think Dallas takes this game. It's going to be a close game. Uh, th- that, I think the three-point line is a good line there. But I think it's on the wrong way. I think Dallas takes it here. Now, unfortunately... I told you the Monday night game does not have much buzz to it, and the reason why is because of the two games. I don't even know why Monday night games are set up before the season starts, and I don't know why they put this game. I don't know why they put this game on Monday night whatsoever. It's not a marquee game, even if the Giants had Saquon back uh, playing full speed, uh, full you know full power, and you had all the receivers back, and uh, if they're full throttle. I still don't see why you would have this game there. I mean, they're playing the the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs are struggling this season. There's a lot of talk of they got them figured out and all that nonsense. But you still have the best tight end in the league. You still have the cheated receiver. You still have a receiving core. I know uh, Clyde is still out. The defensive struggle there for Kansas City. This could be an ugly game Monday night. Um, Who knows? The Danny Dimes that played against the Saints might show up, and it could be an upset. But I'm going with Kansas City here. And I think Kansas City is going to take this game. They're an 8.5-point favorite. Now, for a Monday night game, you should absolutely not have a team who's an 8.5-point favorite, especially a team that's been struggling as much as they have. So that tells you a lot about this game here. Uh, This is probably not going to get very many views. uh, Probably not going to be a lot of people tuning in. Uh, there's going to be other things on the TV. I think uh, World Series might have a game on that night. I have to double check the schedule on that. So uh, they they were not thinking this through at the beginning before in the off season when they scheduled this game. So uh, those are my picks for the Take It to the Bank picks for this week. Uh, keep a lookout again tomorrow. I'm going to do my at some point tomorrow when I have a few free moments. I'm going to hit my Sports Sunday as always. And, and hey man, thank y'all again for listening. Keep sharing my podcast. Those of you who keep sharing, I I see it. I thank you for it. And, hey, look, we got a great day of college football today. Go watch. Go enjoy. I'm going to go coach some ball myself today. Have fun. Enjoy your Halloween weekend. And until tomorrow and until next time, hey, this is Mark Contrero with Making a Cut. Thanks again.